A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is a Domino Sound production. Trigger, 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 trigger. I'm Nolika Radway. And I'm Andrea O'Brien. And this is Triggered. Trigger, trigger, trigger. A podcast about all the things in the media that have us in our feelings. We like to start the podcast by sharing our tarot, like we pill tarot yes. in the morning. Tell us, Anne. Would you like to start this? Oh, I can start. I can start. I can start. I actually pulled this towel this morning. Um, The Ten of Wands is what I pulled this morning. And um, it's an interesting card. It's it's about completion. And um, the Ten of Wands, first of all, wands is my shit. I pick wands all the time. Like, that's, that's my, that's my... That's my thing. That's what comes to me. This particular ten of wands, I don't pick that often, but I always pick wands. But I do pick. Um, but it, I'll read the last line. It says, um, "This is interesting. This, this, I, I would almost like you to tell me what you think this means." It says, "The ten of wands made a cataclysmic creation." Uh huh. So the, okay, this is my card you're reading. Yeah, and <laughs> found a home in the debris of its destruction. So when I hear cataclysmic, I think. It was so. It was like a like almost like a like a nuclear power plant or some shit that exploded. Like, yeah, like some some big nonsense happened. Okay, and you somehow built a home in the middle of this nonsense. that I created. That you created, or that you could not really avoid. Okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. He asks you to fight for honor and recognition, as it is the safest route to stability after a life of creative chaos. So I think something that has happened, it, it, it speaks to me in so many ways, but something I, I actually, I literally texted you two days ago and I was like, I'm having an imposter syndrome moment. It passed through really quickly. Like I had it, I texted you and then I pushed that shit right. Like not today, not today. Yeah. Yeah. Not today. I'm a goddess. Let's, let's I'm not, keep it moving. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not moving. today. Um, Oh, there's going to be like some religious undertones in this show. Cause I, I'm feeling it. All right. We started by, with amens and now like not today, not today, Satan. But anyway, I am definitely in a space of stepping into like putting my name on shit that I am a part of. Do you know? Like, oh yeah, I created. What that. does that feel like? Oh shoot! <sighs> like I sent my bio to somebody for some shit I'm working on. They're like, yeah, we're gonna put. And I was just like, this is gonna outlive me. It was like I was very aware. It happens sometimes, just like even this podcasting thing around like this audio this like art this will be thing in the universe will be in the universe forever. beyond my time mm-hmm. and beyond my like knowing like someone somewhere that i've never seen before never will never know will be impacted or experience this thing that put on the world so um it feels right which is interesting it just it just feels right and also, mm-hmm. it feels, I want to say wrong is not the right word. It feels like surreal. Like that feeling of like, could this be real? Is this my truth? But um, anyway, so this card is speaking to me. I am definitely, I am doing the thing of, of fighting for honor and recognition. I'm not, I actually haven't been fighting for it. It just is, people have been like fighting for me. We're like, send your name, sis. Um, so I'm wondering where these other places where I should be But it's an internal fight. Ooh. It's an internal fight. Okay. It's an internal okay. fight. Yeah, you're fighting okay. yourself. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Because see how that happens? Yeah. You're like, oh, no, who, who am I supposed to go? I feel like, no, it's inside. You're right. You're right. All right. Yeah. Okay. What you got for us, sis? What you got for us? So I chose the Knight of Wands. Oh shit! Today. Yes, because we wanted. Oh, I mean, honey. And you see her? Yes, right. Knight of and Wands. And what's crazy is you know um, that's, that's my shit. That's my card. Yes. Wow. Okay. Right. Yes, go ahead. So go ahead. interesting because we pulled each other's yes, cards today. But yes. 
it is around like, okay, so you are at the spot you need to be, the gathering, like you have your things. Mm -hmm. What you need to distinguish is, so this line, you need to differentiate between truth and unwarranted compromise between the guides and the demons. So that whole recognize who's for you and what's for you and mm -hmm. what's not. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The night urges a revolution through new materials from self-made resources. So like, mm -hmm. this is my story. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. my, you know, mm -hmm. I created it. I dug into all of my stuff mm -hmm. and I have a story or an artwork or something, an idea. And I just need to figure out what I'm really doing. Like what's, you know, unwarranted compromise because people will push at your boundaries. Right. Always, and, always. and you'll also mm -hmm. compromise yourself because you're scared. And so mm -hmm. it's that internal struggle of internal. No, this struggles. is actually what I want. This is actually what I want. And I'm going to go for this thing. That's interesting that our cards so, are both around these internal struggles. Wow. And wands. And wants wand. so um, yes so um, and being it's funny, where you're supposed I, to be. I mean yes. that a lot. When I like, it's like you are. When I get that card, it just reminds me of like, no, no, you're where you're supposed to be. And I know you. It feels like confusion and chaos. It feels like what is happening here, but really, actually, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're yep. moving in the exact right position. Just keep like, um, which. And it's funny because I usually see my cards very externally, mm -hmm. like what I'm fighting against. And for the last like five like card pulls, I've been like, nope, this is this is you, sis. Oh, nice. Walk through it. Walk through it. So. All right. This yes, is you, sis. That is a good way okay. to start it's today. <laughs> this is you, sis. This is you, sis. So tell us, what, what is you, okay. sis? What is you, sis? First thing. So. I had spoken to you about the fact that the Gronish is back and in full force. Yes. And so, yes. right. So there is this continuation of season three. Okay. Um, and so I watched. Which I binged, a which I binged last night, by the way. Which I binged last night. Oh, because, I mean. Yeah. I had to. I was so like, I started I out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I started out watching this with my daughter and then quickly we watch it separately. Mm -hmm. Like, like season one, we watched the first three episodes together and it was like, nope, mom can't wait for you. And I was like, nope, not waiting for you. So season three is an episode, episode 14, and it's called Know Yourself. Season three, and, episode 14, Know Yourself. Okay. Yes. And so, and for those of you that don't know, Grownish is a spinoff of Blackish, mm -hmm. where the daughter goes away to college and the oldest daughter, Zoe, goes away to college. Mm -hmm. And it's just basically her life. So we're in her junior year mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this particular episode it deals with a couple of themes and it does it so fluidly and fantastically and in such a real way. So Vivek and his girlfriend, and we know Vivek's character had never had a girlfriend. All of a sudden he has this girlfriend. He's going through all these new experiences and Vivek is um, a drug dealer, but we don't actually, we don't really see him indulge that much. Like he talked about like, you know, these are uppers and these are whatever for study and whatever. So he takes Molly with his girlfriend and ends up, in a threesome and so they don't get into it in a graphic nature but it's him and his girlfriend and another guy and so Vivek you know comes back and he tells his boys Aaron and Doug about his experience their assumption is because he just says threesome is that it's two women and they're all excited and when he tells them that it's another guy and he tells them the extent to which it goes, but that he is quite aware that after the experience that he is a heterosexual male, they are not having it. So it's two, it's a, I think Vivek is Indian or Pakistani, I don't remember, mm -hmm. in the show specifically. And these are two black guys who are in college. And so they fancy themselves as super accepting and super open, except so much of what they're saying is homophobic in nature. And he is letting them know who he is. And they're like, no, you've had one experience. You're clearly gay. And then they start running down all of the reasons and things that he does that are quote unquote gay-like, gay-ish, gay adjacent. And it's stupid shits from like eating bananas to whatever, whatever. And so the girls are also involved they come in, Sky and um, Sky and her sister and Nomi and Anna, um, and they're all talking. 
and the homophobia runs through the girls as well. So it's interesting because it's not just the guys. It is, it is just things that you've absorbed, even in being open and accepting just things that you've absorbed mm-hmm. in your attitudes towards sexuality and, you know, and gender and whatever. And so he's like, but I'm telling you what I am. So why are we having this conversation? And Nomi, who plays a bisexual character on the show as well, so I'm not sure how she identifies, but I think she's bisexual. Yeah, she's um, bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of trying to school them on why their behavior is problematic. It was so well done mm-hmm. and it was so real mm-hmm. because it was conversations that you would hear from everyday folks who do not think of themselves as homosexual. So like one thing is... Um, Aaron says to someone like, you know, we still, you know, we good. Like we love you dog, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, wait, so you can't say I love you. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, of course I love you. Pause. And she's like, you are so afraid of being looked at as gay that you have to say pause in order to caveat. And it's just like, I grew up hearing, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And not long ago hearing everybody do that. Mm -hmm. And so they did such a good job such a good job around the casual narcotic use. Mm-hmm. What was triggering um, for you about it? And not making it a big deal. So what was Because it had me and my feelings too. Because I, I told you I binged it. So I also watch it and yeah. I have something to share. Because of who I would have been in college, I would have immediately shrunk and tried to mm-hmm. either conform or not talk about it anymore. And he was just like, y'all can leave my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was such a revolutionary moment mm-hmm. that I would not have had. Because I would have been, and I don't know that I even would have shared the story because I would have already known what they would think about me if Mm -hmm. we were in college and I shared that moment. Um, And as a woman, if I had said I had an experience with a man and another woman, the dudes would have been like, oh, shoot, or she's, you Mm -hmm. know, she's loose. And the girls would have been you had an experience with another woman? And I don't even know that Mm -hmm. because for all I know, half my friends could have been queer. We just didn't have that Mm -hmm. language or talk about Mm -hmm. it or anything Mm -hmm. then. But it was so, what was triggering for me was that not being able to talk, to to identify your own feelings and be sure Mm -hmm. in who you were. So that's, it was such a good episode. It was so well. So interesting. I watched that same episode and I felt, um, I was also triggered by it. It's not my trigger this week, but since you, since it's fresh in my, since it's fresh, <laughs> since it's fresh in my in my body, um, everything you said, yes, everything you said, yes, um, and I really do appreciate the Vivex of of the group of the crew. Every crew should have a Vivek. Yes. Every crew should have a Vivek. That person that is so like trusting and innocent and awkward and like self deprecated not really self-deprecated but like because that's not what it aware is aware of his weirdness confident in his way that doesn't make sense not. you know what i mean like to, that doesn't fit with everybody else's understanding of like how you should like be in your own body but actually the relationships i have with the people in my my circle is what makes me feel confident and that's and it allows me to like ask all the questions and say all the things. So I just shout out to the Vivex of the world, of the cruise of the world and of the cruise. <laughs> and I, I'm like all the Vivex I know are like flashing through my head right now. Um, uh, yes, and, I have a bunch. Yes, and so <laughs> the um, the thing that was triggering for me is as um, like someone a mother of queer children and. Um, also someone who's like exploring my own sexuality constantly and just thinking about like where those like where the queerness lies i was triggered by how not that that is that is the truth like i like you saying like oh that's such an accurate like depiction of how that conversation goes between those people and i think Mm -hmm. yes that is so true and it's heartbreaking because i want it to be so further removed like i wanted them to hear that and be like yeah you that don't that oh, yeah cool. whatever you say like it's cool no. it's, it's what with you know like and it was like no nah, that's not actually what would happen what actually would happen is exactly what they depicted on that show yeah and i also appreciate how on grownish um they do this better in some episodes and other episodes there's not a desire to like wrap a bow on it so no, nothing, like, like, there's no, like, no, this all doesn't get resolved at the end. Like, you don't all of a sudden feel good about all of it. And I think Nomi's character, who is the, you know, supposed to be the queer, you know, 
um, character in the show, she does this analogy between race and queer identity that I was really uncomfortable with. That I did not. I actually didn't. I actually didn't agree with it. Yeah, I just like this is wrong. <laughs> this is not. Yeah, is actually yeah, not no, accurate. I did. But I'm gonna let you go. And but it was simple enough, I guess, at that. It, and I can't. No, but say I think that. it's true. I, I think it's actually that's the thing about art. Like I exactly agree with what you're saying. It isn't. I think it isn't accurate. Like I'm not in college right now, but I imagine even the people I fucks with, it is a pretty accurate depiction of how those conversations would go down. So in that yep, way. Yep. Um, so this is interesting that you're, we're talking about this because my tr- my trigger, one of my triggers this week, <sighs> I'm going to breathe because it really, it, I wouldn't like, oh. you know, that kind of thing <laughs> where, um, so I'm my own business. Well, not oh. because I was on social media, but kind of mind my own business. And um, for those of you who don't know, which would be really interesting, I have a podcast called Raising Rebels that is about oppressed parents raising free children. Um, mm-hmm. and through that IG feed, which is like where I spend is really the only IG that I really have time and energy to put any to work. But anyway, <laughs> I follow a lot of other black moms or black parents or revolutionary parenting yeah. or anything that's like, I just, I will like follow things and like, see if we're aligned or at least if there's like some mm-hmm. kind, some places of, um, community building that can happen so one of the blogs that i follow is called black mom blog um good sis i don't i don't i mean i don't know her personally at all but i um have seen some of the stuff that she puts out um i don't know shanicia i think is her name boswell i think that's how she says her name um she has a a parenting blog and um she takes these amazing pictures and like she's she's always like just like beautifully just like the pictures are on her her blog is like ridiculously beautiful and it's just about black women and all of the things so she did an ig live she I, i'm so i'm just on my ig and i see she's going live and i was like you know i hit it like what what you about to talk about and on it she i see the topic is should i give my 14 year old a Wait, should I buy my 14-year-old a vibrator? Oh, uh-huh. close to home one. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you already know. So you already know. So I see it. I was like, oh, this is so good. Because anytime, you know, I always go to these places of like, I want community. I want I want us to be liberated. I'm like, yeah. thank God that black women, black mothers are having these conversations and are like, engaging in it right and the fact that like i said i don't i don't know this particular person but i and i don't know what i didn't know what she was going to say about it but i just assume if you're putting it out there it's 2021 we about to be talking about liberation right we about to be talking about liberation what else why else why else no sis no sis no 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 sis so i was like sitting there i like got my whole i was like oh i'm about to sit here and just watch this whole live i'm about to sit here and just like get my whole life so i respond right away yes checking <laughs> i in. was like absolutely absolutely yay <laughs> let's do it more black more black women are about to get liberated yes no that's not what happened what happened oh. was what happened was <laughs> she, you know she started by um i won't even get into her life because that's a whole thing and i have like i would love to like i actually love to be in conversation with this this person because I I was I was in my feelings about how that story was used to have a conversation that wasn't really investigating the moms but were more about investigating that child do you know what I mean like the conversation isn't around like well what does that trigger for me when I hear this what do I need to think yeah. about for myself and my own sexuality and my own like coming and who I was at 14 that could help shed light on how I should approach this conversation, which I think she attempted to do in some ways. It, it didn't feel good. I, it did, it's like if, mm. if, if, the, if it was like there's a way that we take liberties with children and young people and teenagers and telling their stories or engaging with them around who they are, that if it was a woman if it was like a person of color if it was a queer like if that was the identity 
we'd be like, no, you don't get to talk about them like that. But because it's children, you can come out your face. You can like, you can say all kinds of crazy shit. So I was in my feelings about that. And then, so I was triggered. And then the other thing that I found is the comments, which were all about like, of course not. Of course not. Like, of course not. That's like, that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. And it's just like, <laughs> but why? But why? Really? Tell tell me more. What have you invented? Like, tell me more. Why is that the most absurd thing you've ever heard? And as you know, and um, I'm about that life. And how I got yeah. to be about that life is from when I was, you know, before I was even a mother. I watched this Oprah episode where Oprah had on this um a sex therapist, um child like a psychologist. And she, I won't even get into it. You should go, you should find this Oprah episode. You should go like just teens, sex, Oprah episode, 90s, watch it, the shit. It wasn't even that, maybe it was 2000s. Anyway, the therapist was like, listen, when your child turns 13, your daughter, you need to go buy them a vibrator because it is crucial that they recognize that they can bring themselves sexual pleasure prior Mm -hmm. to thinking that it's something that you get from someone else and because of our anatomy and by like because of how our bodies are built it is very challenging and difficult to be able to do that without the assistance of a vibrator so for me it was like ableist like it was like very like oh i get it that makes sense it's i don't even need to think about it It made sense it clicked in my head i was like you're right i don't i i was however whatever age i was when i watched that I, I did not know how to masturbate with my hand. Like, I didn't know how to bring myself to climax. I wasn't, I wasn't oh, doing that right. shit. No one would tell me it was okay to touch my body in that way. Like, I was learning as a grown-ass person. So it made sense to me. And I, don't, and then I, don't really, I didn't really need to think about it past then. And any hang-ups I have about it is not really about the actual, you know, yeah. logistics of what that looks like. It's about all of my shit that i bring to the conversation it's interesting though because there's ways in which to do that that's comfortable for you as a mother so somebody may be comfortable going we're gonna go to the store and get it mm-hmm. yes or, like, or the conversation like you know me and my child would be more like you are a very private person so and it's because it's about you not me yeah. So I know that you won't want to share that experience with me. However, should you want that, I will provide the money because these things are expensive. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and you get to explore what kind you like without me being there because that is hard for you. But the concept of the vibrate, that's, that's your business. Yes. You know, like I'm open to you having one. I just know who you are. So you're not going to want to do that with me. You're going to need to figure it out because they're probably not going to let you go into a store because you're a minor. But if you find something you like and you give me the mm-hmm. <laughs> the amount, there you yeah. go. And I, you just have to find yeah, the comfort that works level for you. because it's and about I, your kid. And I, wish that, about and your I kid. thought that was going to be the conversation. That's the conversation yeah. I wanted them to have. Like, how does why does this have us so tripped up? And what can we do to push past it? Yeah. And that's not the conversation that was being had, which was very triggering for Ooh, me. Oh, that would have taken years of therapy. <sighs> and then the, <laughs> because the other thing that I don't understand, it's making me think about going out this like performative wokeness around feminism mm. and black liberation, where we like understand the words of it, but there's something about the li- how do we live that actually like, that experience is so hard because of our socialization around gender and religion and church, all, church and all that shit all this th- yeah. that is like I, I see the tension in it but any person black white age like any way ge- any gender you queer straight cis what, however you identify it if you are age one and older 20 21 your socialization around your sexuality is fucked up. Oh yeah. Period. Uh-huh. Yes. Period. Yeah. And 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 and, and I, I say that period because whoever parented you, their shit was fucked up. And whatever media that you have digested is fucked up. And like literally, period. And so if you have that realization, which I do, I recognize I don't know shit about this. I don't know shit. I am not the authority on how to raise a sexually healthy individual because that has not been my lived experience. 
And I don't know. Child, and I, and I, I, I am just <laughs> getting to a place of sort of yes. not even wellness yet yes. or health. I'm just getting to a place of non-shame. Yes. How about that? Yes. That is not my lived experience. So you know what? So you know what? Let me let me listen and learn. Let me ask. Let me let me investigate. Oh. Let me look. Di- and I'm not saying I get that everybody like the idea of buying a child a vibrator. There are people who the idea of buying themselves a vibrator is horrifying. So I can I can imagine. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not those yeah, people. I, we know those this. We know me. we know who we are. But I'm just saying. So I get it. I get it. However, don't don't come with your righteous. I know this is crazy. Come with curiosity. Come with actually. I yes. don't know. This is how it makes me feel. I'm yeah. here to listen. What are people thinking? And that like coming with like da 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 had me. This is how it is. All in my feelings. All right, your uh, turn. I'm sorry. I had a whole. That was a whole. We are really preaching. We are really leads, sermons today. This is this is a your real. Your trigger rolls right into my trigger. My <laughs> oh really? Trigger. Yeah. Yes. We are going to stay on this topic of sexuality oh. and black folk. Oh, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So I sent you something on IG yesterday. I'm sure you didn't get a chance to watch it. I sent it to you and I sent it to my partner, Jason, and I sent it to one of my girlfriends. Um, So it was on an account called The Black Detour, which I watch often. They put out all sorts of black content, whether it's news or stories or art or what have you. But the original account that it was on is called uh, Gold Gateway. I'm scared. And it is kind <laughs> of a, it is kind of a, no, it's like a space for black people. They lend space and equipment and blah, blah, blah for black podcasts and all sorts of things and interviews. And so it's all sorts of black, blackity black content. Okay. So this particular interview was with a guy called Morningstar who I, I don't know if he's a rapper, but he, it's Morningstar and it's the interview is about being openly bisexual and in a gang. I, I I didn't I didn't I saw it I did not look at it Child. I did not look at it three parts to this interview but I'm gonna I'm concentrate on the first okay. one okay and he basically goes through the fact that he got into this gang which he does not name at 11 years old and that he's always been open about his bisexuality and how much he, it has caused him to have to fight and how he, and you know, people approach him and be like, so I heard you this. And he's like, yeah, so what? You want to square up? But he's so clear in who he is. And there's all sorts of problematic things about, mm-hmm. what, about the posturing, all these things. But he is so clear in who he is, his relationship. He has a wife who he's just like, his wife is, all, is also either, and he refers himself between bisexual and pansexual. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have a wife that basically gets more pussy than you. And I love it. And he talks about, and so the interviewer seems like a young person who is, well, I shouldn't say that, a person who is not versed in this life of LGBT. Mm-hmm. So he's talking to him and he's just like, so, you know, how does that work? Like, do gay men want you because you're so like, do you come across? And he was like, yeah, for who, for the people that like, I'm their type, they fuck with me hard. Mm-hmm. And, and he's talking about like people's approach to him. And he's like, I don't understand if you don't want dick, why are you concerned with mine? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he's, he's, he's just so clear in his sexual identity and who he is and who he likes. And he's like, I want a feminine man. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to look at somebody like me. Like, I don't even like straight dudes. Like, his whole thing was, I don't like straight dudes. Mm-hmm. I like women and I like gay men. Mm-hmm. And, and he's very clear on, you know, he's like, I'm goth. So I sometimes will paint my nails black and I carry a purse. But when you see him, he is, you know, street thugnificent. Like, he is. Wait, 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 wait. Street thugnificent? Is that, is yeah, he's he's a regular no, dude. I just made this up. Okay, I, I love it. Th- no, that's th- great. I, I just made word. this up. Actually, so he is, it is, 
the clarity with which he is like, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. I have never hidden it. And it's like the interviewer can't get over the fact that he hasn't hidden it. So he keeps asking Mm -hmm. repeated questions around Mm -hmm. like, so when people Mm -hmm. found out, he's like, there is no finding out. This is Mm -hmm. who I am. I got into a gang young. I also knew I was, I always known I was was bisexual. There is no, he was like, when people have a problem with it, we going to fight. You going to know who I am, but they also know I'm down for them and that I'm here. And I was like, I, I'm fascinated by the the gang stuff and this like like I'm so here so. But that trigger is there too, me, like that same trigger you talked about earlier of like telling people who you are and that they just don't have the capacity to hold all of it. And they don't have the capacity to hold, and that was my trigger. Li- literally, like I wanted the interviewer. I was like, oh my gosh, I want someone else to interview him that can go there, mm. but also recognizing. It'll reach a lot of people because a lot of people have this level of questions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But because of how clear this this young man is, he could go there with someone with a different level of understanding around sexuality. And I I sent it to my partner, Jason, who, Mm -hmm. you know, does a cheat code podcast Mm -hmm. with me and just, you know, waited for reaction. I didn't prompt. Mm -hmm. Jason was like, I think I love this dude. Mm -hmm. I think I love this dude. He is such a real ass dude like Mm -hmm. that is the takeaway like this dude is real you will accept him as he is Mm -hmm. and I was like but my problem is I want to dig deeper so I am recommending that everybody go watch it's Morningstar talking about openly being bisexual in the gang Mm -hmm. there are two more parts in the interview where he talks about his polyamorous marriage and all this stuff and it's on the black detour or it's on um at gold gateway on IG it's just we all need to sit Sounds at his great. feet and learn. Sounds great. Sounds <laughs> great. That's fantastic. Well, my next trigger, um, it's a happy trigger because, yes, this okay. sounds, you know. I have watched Cinderella, Black Cinderella, Brandy Cinderella, since it's been <laughs> I haven't seen that in years. On Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. I have been waiting for it forever. And I've watched it with my children and our family about, since it came out literally probably 20 times. It is so <laughs> good. It was good then. Then I found, I, you know, I got like a bootleg DVD of it. We broke that shit. We watched it and then it was gone. It like go, you know, like it's not, it's like it's gone. You can't, you can't find it. You couldn't find streaming anywhere. There's no forever. soundtrack. There's no, There's soundtrack, no soundtrack anything. And then, like a gift from the heavens, Disney Plus dropped it, and I have been, we have been watching it ever since. So, I just want to say, this is like a quick one. If you have not seen it, go get your life. I don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's amazing. But we're sitting there, and we're watching it, and it uses colorblind casting. So there's mm-hmm. like anybody could be anything like there's no racial um like Whoopi Goldberg is the the queen she's married to this other white dude actor who I know he's in everything and they their son I think is a Filipino dude like it's just it's colorblind like we're all yes I watched it with my children right who's been living this world watching all kinds of shows trying to connect the dots and it was seamless it made so much sense. It was funny and it was romantic and it it was it was fucking Disney. It's made up. <laughs> you know, it was it's a made up show <laughs> and it was fantastic. And I'm watching it and I'm just thinking this happened and there hasn't been anything like it since. No, what, like, unfortunately, what the unfortunately. fuck? Like literally what the fuck? And, you know, I talk about my children like black girls, but also every other identity, every other kind of representation that it just doesn't exist is extremely triggering for me. Um, and uh, I was just, I was just really happy. I'm really happy exist, it exists. And I know how hard the great late Whitney Houston worked to make that a reality. And I just, I, I, I thank her. I thank her. Talk about living past something living past you and impacting people you will never know. Like my children, like who's Whitney Houston? I'm like, listen, let me tell you who Whitney, but Uh, do you know what I'm saying? uh, But but children, all of like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what's, what do you have for us? I'm struggling between three things. Um, Oh, do I get to pick? You know, I love when I get to pick. All right. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. 
watched Claudine. Okay. Watched Coming to America 2. Okay. And then not the actual Harry and Meghan interview, but some things around it. Ding, 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 ding. So first of all, we can come back to the other two. We can come back another time. (laughs) We can come back to the other time. Coming to America, I need to... Let's, that's a whole, let's, we'll come yes, back to let's, that. Let's, we'll come back to that. We'll come yes. back to that. People our age might want to do a whole episode on coming maybe to America. Do we, Let, we maybe might, let's do that. Yeah, maybe, we might maybe to, let's do we might that. Maybe let's do that. Maybe let's do that. We'll, let's do that. Let's watch both of them and then do, let's, anyway, we'll come back to that. Yes. I want to, I want to get into Harry and Meghan with you. I want to, I want to get okay. into it. So All tell right. me what, right. what is, what have you got for I, us? I'm not even going to go to the interview itself okay. because that warrants a whole conversation as okay. well. Like that. You may have it right now though. We may have the whole conversation right now, but go ahead. And, th- and that's, and that's cool. And that's cool. <laughs> um, go ahead. Go ahead. But the conversations around it in the press, mm. in particular, Piers Morgan and his reaction and another interview, and I forget the man's name, but it was on Sky Network with Gina Geisher, who was a uh, British comedian, mm-hmm. who I love, mm-hmm. black British comedian, mm-hmm. um, and two other, Dr. Shula, and this is the third woman who I follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I will get all of this to you all. The gathering of the white folks by the black people it has been elixir to my soul. Mm-hmm. What triggered me about Piers Morgan and I know him I've like I've watched him he's an asshole like I get it he was on um The Apprentice um that's how I first came to know him that he was on The Apprentice with Donald Trump his way of which he was talking over this particular black woman and you know he does this often I have worked with people like him all of that but the way in which she was just like, let me finish listening. You'll learn something and backed him all the way up. And he's still trying to interrupt and she's just going at him. And then this collective, there were so many things around this that triggered me, but this collective way in which white English people specifically, not all of Great Britain, you know, because there's Ireland and mm-hmm, Wales and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Scotland, but the way in which English people, especially when talking about the monarchy, seem to forget that although you abolish slavery quicker than the United States, y'all are the architects of this mm-hmm. shit along with the Dutch and the, yeah, the folks the over Spanish, here. The you folks know what I mean? The folks over here. The, the, folks, the folks where you are. Right. Yes, yes. And so there's so much around this conversation that was. There's so much nuance. We could have this conversation in the press forever, and but we need to have it in our living rooms. Mm-hmm. I think that's what was, because mm-hmm. it was around colorism. Mm-hmm. It is around the way racism is experienced. Mm-hmm. It is around white people trying to define racism for black people and how they should feel. Mm-hmm. It is around Megan's adjacent to whiteness mm-hmm. and then realizing, oh, no, 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 sis, mm-hmm. you still black. Mm-hmm. Even though, however, she was moving mm-hmm. through the, the world mm-hmm. and there was so much that was triggering. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he got undressed and that all of the. And so this is where it got me. This is going to seem convoluted. Judas and the Black Messiah came mm-hmm. out. There have been lots of conversation around British actors playing American roles. Okay. And how they do not understand the nuance of racism that has happened in this, these here United States. And so they should not play someone like Chairman Fred. Okay. And what I was hoping for was a conversation with black people that feel that way in these here United States to be like, in case you thought that anything was gravy over in that, on the other side of the ocean... I need you to understand that that colonialism is in their face every day. So the way we have statues, Confederate statues and, and the Confederate flag and all that, there's a whole palace that has colonialized all of the countries from which all of these immigrants, not just black people, come from. Also, the Irish to the north stands in their face as this thing that is still uplifted mm-hmm. in a way in which we in the United States can at least argue about the Confederate flag. That's in their face. They're Wait, still supposed to uplift this woman. So people are still having yes. that conversation. That Child, oh, see, this is hard that, for me. That British actor, that Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya shouldn't have played. Really? I had to every time repeal, you say things I had like this to me, I'm always because, like, I understand the conversation around the lack of representation of Black American actors having the like holding those positions, but the idea that Black British people don't understand 
aren't understanding yeah. the pain and suffering that comes. It's just it's nuanced, and there is privilege that comes right. along with that beautiful accent here in the yes. United States. Oh, and all of that, all of those things. Um, but the arguments that are argument, wrong. Because yeah, no, I think that they the don't end understand, and I'm like, you know, we always talk about the end is hard. The end for all of us, which is like deeply rooted in white supremacy, that idea of end yes. is really hard. Yes, you know, yes, and is really hard. So I think the tr- most triggering thing for me has been around the ways in which it, it was wonderful to see these white people undressed, but the conversations that need to happen in our own living rooms mm-hmm. around the divisiveness between black people on this issue and other issues mm-hmm. was like overwhelming. And now I have a list of 17 things that we need to discuss as a community. Yeah. That, that's my that all makes sense. I was gonna. I had another one, but I'm gonna save it for another episode. I'm actually gonna come circle back around here to um, our Harry and Megan, but also not the actual interview. Um, mm-hmm. But so you know, my 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 partner my, has been watching Suits, which is a show <laughs> on, which is also not my trigger because I don't watch it. But he's been watching it, and and he was like, sh- it took him like season two before he realized that that was like Meghan Merkel, and it also took him oh, to season right. two to realize that she was not white. <laughs> he was like, I don't, I'm confused. He was like, I'm, I don't. Isn't she white? I'm like, no, she's not white. So anyway, we're having this whole conversation. And he was like, oh, and then, and I think deeper in the episodes, she gets her, her black dad shows, like, her racial identity starts to, like, come. She, she come like, out. comes out. Yeah. She's not passing anymore. So before that, she's just, she's just Greek in my head. Yeah, that whatever it is. Right. So mm-hmm. I do what I, so I, this conversation around being mixed race and children mm-hmm. and all that shows up is something that's always fascinated me and I found like I'm just really interested in the amazing Yaba Blay wrote a book called One Drop um it's a beautiful picture book um on my on its way to my house now beautiful picture book that kind of is her in conversation with people who identify as black who have either present as white or have mixed, you know, like race ancestry. And mm-hmm. the book originally came out a, like, dec- like a decade ago. And, I, and a friend of a friend is a friend. Of, like we have a friend in common who was like, go, go get it. Keisha told me to go get it. She was like, she know. Anyway, she was like, go get that book. I ordered it. I got it and got my whole life. It was like conversations around race that I had been having in my own head for so long that was like played out in this book. I would like use it to engage with my students of color who had white parents and like mm-hmm. around like the complexity of like skin color and racial identity and all that one drop and all that. So that backdropped or coinciding with this Megan Merkel, Harry interview. And then, so then I went in the stacks to see, I'm like, I know Meg, I saw Megan's mom. So I know yeah. Megan's black. And something about, like, what is Megan doing? Or, like, why is that hard to see? So I look at my trigger this week is Megan Merkel's photo from her childhood when she has her hair curly, kinky, because she's black, or she had a black mom, or however she wants to identify. And you can clearly see, you no one would say, is that person? You might think she's mixed. You might be like, is she mixed? But no one's questioning whether or not that's a, a person of color. Or like the like that person, but Meghan Merkel now with her her late when she gets to have her straightened lace like whatever she's doing with her hair, um, and you don't know no better, you're like I I, I could see the royal family is like I I'm not sure what we're getting into here, but when her mom shows up, or you see her when that like that flat iron didn't get all the edges, you're like wait yes. wait a minute, <laughs> you're like wait, and so and here's the thing I never didn't think she was a woman of color. Like it's so clear to me. Well, we're, but I also yeah. grew up with lots of mixed yes, race people. Yes. So, and and you know it can present in different ways. However, but a lot of people don't. Yes. have that. Yes, eye. But w- yes. but I guess my trigger is around like, and I think she, she's having a lot of come to Jesus moments herself, and it usually uh-huh. happens around the time you decide to have children, and they show up in the world, and you're like, holy shit! I thought I was like on top of this. And then you realize Wasn't. the places in which you have proximity to whiteness and the choices you've made and how you want to make it more be more celebrating of like all of who they are. 
And that hair, that flat iron, that relaxer, that pr- whatever you're doing that is like, and I'm sure, like, for all the reasons you like it, whatever it is, when you have children, because the same shit happened to me, that's when I that's when I stopped relaxing my hair. I had a two-year-old, and I was like, how is this going to work? Because... The how I just don't know how it's gonna work. We're talking about black liberation. I just Look, don't know how this is going to work for me to be going to get my wash and set. First, I don't know when I'm gonna have the time. But besides from that, I don't even know how I'm gonna have the conversation or like make make it make sense. Make it make sense, mom. Make it make 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 it make sense if I'm going and getting this done every week. And so I am really um, fascinated, interested, and like I want people to like do the like pull it all together get the one drop book go see megan's baby pictures <laughs> watch the oprah episode like do all of the Ooh, things she because she is having a girl a yes and now she's having a girl the yes, child will choose yes. we're gonna see what that baby yes. looks like as compared to archie oh, yes. and when archie gets his behind in the sun and this could be a whole dissertations on a the difference between being a mixed race girl and that here you could just do it on they could, they could someone should do a dissertation on you could call it edges and just talk about <laughs> how the edges kitchens edges and kitchens edges, edges and kitchens how it impacts <laughs> like your proximity to whiteness i think so much that but anyway that is definitely had me it's an interesting time we're living in it's a very interesting time we're living in because this what's happening at the same time is like people are more have more access to the information like in that or in that interview i remember um harry was like yeah I, i've done a, i've i've done a lot of work in the last two years <laughs> he was like i've been and i wanted to be like have you bro i'm sure he has and there's a lot more to do i'm sure he's, <laughs> have you bro i'm sure he's read a lot of books. Be lifelong i'm sure he's lifelong yeah, bro. It's a lifelong it's a lifelong journey but even megan even Megan, who thought, who's like, oh, I'm about this. I get it. I'm going to be a representation. I'm going to show them. And you got your whole, you got your whole ass handed to you. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, that's not how this works. And so this book, like I said, One Drop, came out 10 years ago. It's a, re, it's a reissue, which it has new shit. But it's that topic, that subject, that conversation. Yeah. Y'all was having that shit a long time ago. And you guys are just coming to it now. And if you were like, oh, I want to dig in. You gonna find yourself in it. It's not about any, you gonna actually. You're not even. You ain't gonna find the white people. You about to go find yourself oh, in that. It's, it's conversation that we need to and, have. And because that that conversation about skin color, every uh, okay. Let me not say that because I don't know everybody. But black people know good and god darn well that in your own families and in your you own checking ears. Listen and check it. And straighten their Listen, noses. That and color about lips. skin color and complexion and how light that baby about to be. That's that's the conversation. That's that's what we we talk about that shit. Even if it's not in a way of like that person has we notice it. We notice when yep. like my sister, she is the most the, the darkest of the three of us, of the like of, of mm-hmm. the siblings of my mother's children and her child hella light skin. Hella light skin. We be like, "Yo, he's <laughs> he mad light skin, son." And and he ain't even that light. And, and he, he ain't even that he, light. He's, for us, he's pretty light. But you know, but those are the com- but for, but, yeah. but those, those are the are conversations, conversations that we have. And yes. we also know those are the conversations that grandparents have. And it's about mm-hmm. privilege and who you like and how you're treating them. So I just want to say that whole Meghan Markle, that shit gave us all. There's a lot. To, there's a lot to unpack there. There is a lot well, of conversations to be had around that conversation. That's not even really about the two of them and what they're dealing with, no. but what it brings there's up so much. for us as black folks. So I appreciate it. I really appreciated it. Yeah, and my my daughter gave me the best present ever. The meme that was like Zendaya gonna be acting her ass off in two years with the Meghan Markle story. Listen, I, and we were like. I see it. I see it. And I said this. I see it. I said the same thing. I was like, nah, I don't want any of these Lifetime movies. I need an investigative, like, deep dive, like, um. A biopic. You know, the person who did Barry, who did the, um, who did the Barry movie about, um, Obama. Uh, If you have not seen that, please go see it. It's so good. It's called Barry. The person who did Barry needs to do it, Megan. I don't know who you Here's are. Who we don't want. We don't want the person that did Notorious or All Eyes on Me. No, 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 no. No, we no, can't no, have no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> we need the person, whoever you are, independent filmmaker. You did Barry. 
you need to go do a Megan because there is I'm not even interested I'm not even interested in like her and how she's engaging with the monarchy I'm interested in the conversation she's having with her mama I'm interested in the conversation she's having with her cousins. I'm interested. I want Serena, her and Serena Williams' yes, conversation. Those are conversations. I want that I'm, girlfriend conversation. Those, that's that's the that's the conversation I'm interested in. I'm curious about that shit. Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.